Oh man, he Ooh. said he's the fastest in NFL history. Oh man, that shit that Welcome to Get Your Popcorn Ready Podcast. It's your host, Hatch, with my boy. Yep, yeah, this is T.O. in the building. And we have a guest, a great guest, and a fast guest in the building. We have the biggest, the biggest small guy in the world, or the smallest no big guy in the world. <laughs> Daryl Green of the Steve. Washington, for, of the former Washington Redskins. Yes, now the Washington football team. Yeah, right? no, it's a football club now. Is it club or team? I think it's Washington football team. I think you said it right. Yeah, okay. There it is. Daryl was uh, played 20 years in the NFL as a corner, right? Ended up going to the NFL Hall of Fame, of course. Has 54 career interceptions, seven-time all, seven-time Pro Bowler, four-time All-Pro. Again, there was nothing that dude couldn't do. And it, it's not – he was playing when they didn't have big receivers at the time. They didn't have a bunch of 6'3", six, 6'4", six, receivers right, right. at that time. But anybody else out there, he was definitely locking them down. So – Looking forward to having Daryl Green on the show on Get Your Popcorn Ready Podcast. And don't forget to subscribe on the Himalaya app where you ever get your podcast. And no doubt, uh, to obviously uh, to see the video version of this, you obviously get to listen to us every week. But to listen to the and see the video version of this, go to my YouTube channel. Go to YouTube.com slash Terrell Owens. Yeah, yeah. Yes, 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 yes. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Get Your Popcorn Ready Podcast. It's your host, Hatch, with my boy, T.O. is also in the building. What up, T? What's up, man? Hey, Dale Green. Let's Dale go, Green man. in the Let's... building, too. The little guy. Hey, 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 hey. We got a, we got, we got a guy in here, man, that's already been talking noise pre-show, talking about <laughs> there would be no Jerry, no T.O., no Randy Moss if he had hands. Hey, man, you hey, T, got, you got, but he man, ain't got, he got no hands. I know you got <laughs> hands like feet, man. <laughs> you, hey, my wife used to say, honey, you can't catch. I'm like, come on now. You going to say it too? No, hey. no, two stories. When I went, I, I decided to play football in the, uh, uh, in the summer going to the 11th grade. And I was like, man, I can be a running back. Man, they gonna kill you. You don't weigh but a buck. They're like, man, I could be a wide receiver. Man, I can't catch. And I, this true story. It's true story. And that's how I decided to try to play corner. But I, wow. I, I really never. My hands were never. I could. I wasn't really a big catch. I just. Oh, I would have never made it. it. That brings me this question: How many? How? How many interceptions did you finish with? Uh, I finished with uh, if you count playoffs, fifty-four and sixty because I caught six playoffs. But I, I probably. I'm. I wouldn't even. Exaggerate if I drop thirty. Ooh, I really? Did, I, I, I just my hand. I, I my wife. My wife said I couldn't catch. Come on, man. <laughs> well, then you, you know, know what, your what wife you said did? you can't yeah. catch. You get in the car going home from the game, like baby, you can't catch. <laughs> hey, but you made the most important catch of all. You caught her. Ah, there it is. <laughs> yeah, I there just it said is. That. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll say 30, for you. 35 years, man. I've been married 35 years. That's man, that's awesome, that's man. awesome. That's, that's awesome. awesome. Especially, especially just in just in general, just with the divorce rate and marriage and people getting married at an early age. And um, in sports. And then, sports. Right. Uh, your statistic on sports. Then I came from a a, a broken home, alcoholic, that, you know, all that that we went through. I, I was telling them T, I, I lived in the same projects that uh George Floyd lived in, and so oh, wow. all and, that, and you and Houston, Texas. That, yep. Yeah, and so all of that. You're right. I've been faithfully married 35 years, man. Just so I mean, that's my pride and joy. You know what I've done to overcome a generation 
a two generations, at least that I know because my father my father didn't know his dad. So minimally two generations of of you know going the wrong way and to be able to accomplish that, you know, appreciate the job I had. I did my I did work on that and I did my job. But mm-hmm. man, what I got now, I get to have this till I die. I can't play football till I die, but I get to have my wife and my family until I die. So I'm, I'm grateful. That's awesome. That's, that's oh, yeah, real. Well, yeah, that's we have 20-year NFL vet, <clears throat> Hall of Famer, right? You had Super Bowl champion, seven-time Pro Bowler, four-time first-team All-Pro. Daryl Green is on the show with us today. Get your popcorn right. ready. And we are going to get into a little bit of his uh, of his lifestyle because, again, what he was just saying, right? Faithfully married for 35 years, and everybody's always putting stigmas and, and all this, uh, you know, perspectives on athletes and entertainers and they can't be faithful and they, you know, they're always out hanging out and they got all, all the bling and the gold and the and platinum and whatever that is. But Daryl kind of did it a different way. You know, like I said, Daryl been one of my mentors, you know, for the last 10, 10 or so years as well. It's just trying to become a, you know, a better adult in society. And I just want you to kind of go back to, like I said, how it all started, you know, because again, you came from humble beginnings. Like you said, you're from Houston, Texas. And kind of take us through that journey of you, really not even playing football or not being a football guy, which a lot of people don't understand neither. And like I said, T says that a lot. Like he didn't grow up, you know, saying I'm going to the NFL Hall of Fame. And your kind of background was like kind of the same way. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, again, you got to look at the time too, because I'm 60 years old. So I was born in 1960. So 60 to 70, you got three TV stations. The Houston Oilers, I think was, came around probably in 1960. So, you know, my hometown in the in the era wasn't that like you know. Come on, man, you, you, there was no right. podcast back then. Right. <laughs> no. So 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 some of it was exposure, and that's huge too. When you're talking with youth, exposure is key. You know, you don't. You know, I, I I was a furniture truck driver, as I told you. I was leaving the projects, going to a big fifteen thousand square foot home. Where, where, you know, I got to hit a gate to get in. And so I'm mm-hmm. going back to the projects, but I'm going to that. Mm-hmm. I'm going to where there's in, in Texas, there's a house in the back of the house where Hispanics live that take care of the house. That's what happened, you know, as a child in Houston. So, so the perspective was totally not, man, who would be a pro football player? And I couldn't spell pro football player. I didn't know any. I didn't see it. There wasn't no uh, Madden games and all that stuff. So, the perspective is a part of it, and the era is part of it. <clears throat> but also, I was small, and I was I was scared, true, to be told. And then um, I eventually uh, ended up playing as a junior. Uh, that summer, getting ready to go in my junior year, I decided I wanted to try to play football. So you hadn't Just played football first. before that? You didn't play football <clears throat> seventh, eighth, ninth year, nothing like that? I played one year as the seventh grader. Okay. For the elementary school, right? Even, but that's I, really not playing football. You just right. out there. You don't that's really around. know much of nothing. You just <laughs> yeah, out there call, running around. I don't call. I don't really call that really football. I mean, that was just you know. I played a lot of uh, in the streets, touch on the street, tackle on the grass. Right. But to say, man, I want to try. I had to go through a, a a long process of, you know. But again, remember, it was what they called back then. It was called extracurricular. Activities. activities, yeah. Yeah, so, hey, man, what do you do extracurricular? Well, I play in the band. I do this, I do that. I cut yards. So so it wasn't to try to play and make the pros on college. 
And then they put me on JV. I would love it. I played 10 games. We won all 10 games. I was, I was happy. I wasn't so like, as a junior, as a junior, you played JV. JV first time we won 10 games. That's, that's funny. Now I will say that <laughs> that kicked something in gear because now I kind of got an itch, man. Can I make varsity? Not only can I make varsity, how can I start? Cause the 10th graders were on varsity. I'm mm -hmm. playing JV corner. It's a 10th grader on varsity. You know, they're planning for him to be some. And mm -hmm. 11th grade on like me right. on 11th grade. So that was an accomplishment in my opinion. I made the starting team and then boom, I get no scholarship. I just I walked mm -hmm. on in AIA school and it was fun. I walked on, I played a little bit that semester, but I dropped now out. Texas a &I, right? And I, and I, they call it Texas A&M Kingsville now, but I did get to play that first year, but I dropped out right after the last game. My boy got killed in a car wreck. I was supposed to be in the same car with him his mm. name was Cornell Green, and my wow. best friend Clem Green. Well, we were all best friends when my parents got divorced. I got over there and I moved in with them. And so um, I left and went home, drove a furniture truck, and I went to community college. And a year and a half later, I came back to college. And mm. uh, three and a half years later, three years later, I was a first round draft pick. So my first year in both situations was was really, really bad, really, really. So bad. man, so you, I, uh, so yeah, so it. you started out, man. You know, you're on your football journey, kind of with a heavy heart. You know, you know, you you have, you know, right. then just to think about the idea of what you just mentioned, you said, man, you you were supposed to be in the car with somebody mm. that that died, and now. Man, I was cussing. I don't even cuss, and I was cussing. I was wow. mad because I was I was homesick. I was I was always a homesick kid. It was a five hour drive, and I was begging, man, please, please. And man, when they left me in in that Monday, somebody said, "Man, y'all heard about that car wreck?" Oh man, what car wreck? Because we had just all kind of got to school. We didn't know everybody didn't know each other, and boom, that that was an explosion. That just blew my wow. life. And I went home for that year and a half and just kind of. Lick my wounds and then I went back. But I had no plan to the point. I wasn't planning to go be no pro football player. I didn't. I, right. I just was going to school, trying out extracurricular. Right. right. I, and yeah. I like the way that you explain that because of me and Hatch, we've gone back and forth and I've kind of explained it that way too. I was like, man, I never really thought I was going to play play football, but you're on the collegiate level. And I've always said that, you know, it never really was a dream. It never really was an aspiration. But no. it's like you, like when you don't really when you don't have, uh, again, any dreams as a kid or you don't have a father figure, a brother, or any yeah. male figure, but you hear all the success stories where, you know, you got dads putting balls in their kids' uh, hands at an early age, things of that nature. So you almost kind of see, you're almost seeing that they're preparing them, you know, for the, just the idea of possibly playing, you know, at, at any type of level. So I, I like the way that you explain it. like, we just grew up. We just we were just being kids, just playing that's sports. That's it. That's exactly. You know what I mean? And so that's how I, that's how I tried to, again. That's how I try to explain the hatches. Like well, he's like, no, no, no. You had you you had to have known. You had to have had some type of drive. This, that's another. But it's just like it was just that way. I didn't really think anything beyond being just an adolescent or a teenager, just playing sports, and then things just kind of just unfold but, for you. But I'll add this too, T. Is this? That don't mean that when we was out there with our boy Pookie and, and John and them, that we were trying to kick their butt. Right, we, right. We, yeah, no, that, don't, don't get that. Don't get that far twisted. Right. We, we were kicking butt. 
Right. You know, we were just having fun, but it wasn't that it was it wasn't that important to us. We just hey, I right. kick your butt over here, then I'm gonna go over here and cut yards. I'm gonna go over here. I'm gonna go ride my bike. You know, right, right. go over here and talk to this girl. We wasn't like we wasn't gone. We wasn't gone. Football, football. We were. We lived right. life. We. I think I always said I was the I was the most kid kid in the world. I I just like mm. being a kid. I just right. like being a kid and all Is the that- stuff that come with being a kid. Is that the reason that you never grew past five eight? And three quarters. You can call me five eight, but don't don't kill my three quarters. No, I'll give five you that three quarters. quarters. Give you that three quarters, yeah, yeah. y'all. Yeah, yeah. Don't don't say five eight, dog. Uh, they, you, got, you got seventy five dollars or seventy five cent. You just walk away from your chain. Right now, I'll give you that seventy five. Yeah, <laughs> 75 hold on, cent, hold on, partner. Oh, Let me crazy. get that. Let me get that. Right, right. Okay. okay but so I this, think I think in right. reality, T. We were probably more prepared. Well, we were, because look where we went. We were probably more free-minded in our mind. We were freer. We had probably way more fun than everybody else. We mm. probably just, I mean, really, I think we had more. Dude, if you didn't think T had fun in football, you losing right. your mind. Absolutely. We right. had more fun than everybody else, because we wasn't, right. we wasn't locked up. Mentally, we you wasn't locked up. Yeah. I no, we wasn't. We were free. We out here, Matt, cause I used to tell Jared all the time, my son, Dude, have fun. It was always fun to me. I'm kicking right. his butt, but I'm having fun and I ain't cussing him and mad at him. I'm just having fun. And right. I tell you, I, I, I tell you, I wish more kids could get our experience, could could yeah. have our and, experience. And I think being that you touched on it, I think that's that's what we've experienced really with a lot of kids in America, especially with and, and with the emergence of technology, too which has taken a lot of kids from the outdoors. When we grew up, like I said, I didn't grow up in the 60s, 70s, but but the idea of just us being outside in the yard, playing with your friends, that was that was entertainment for us. Was it, it wasn't yeah. it, it wasn't anything for us to really uh, you know, segue to as far as uh, being on the computer, uh, phones, that. things of that nature. Outdoors was our way of of, of of entertainment and just being and you couldn't in. really get there without somebody else, right? You had hopscotch, one two three red light, dodgeball, <laughs> four, four square. Nobody was by themselves. <laughs> no, so right? You right. There was always video a group. Game. Yeah. You could be your video in your room all day by yourself. You, you had to go and knock on door. Hey, T, come on out, man. Right, come right. On out, Hatch. We going right, down the right. street, and so we had to be together to do what we were going to do. Versus some kid in the back room. You're right. right. And so again, I, I mean, I'm, I just became part of Project Play, which is really, really touching on the idea of really trying to get parents and these kids to be more active, be outdoors. Um, because you think about, uh, you know, kids, you know, just obesity in our country, mm-hmm. um, probably at an all time high. And a lot of it is due to, you know, starting with kids, you know, being consumed with computers. And it's okay to, to educate yourself and, and, yeah. and technology, where we are now, you have to access, you know, technology and be be uh, have it be a be available to to really educate yourself. But you can't spend almost twenty three hours a day on the computer, you know, playing video games, things of that nature. Uh, so yeah, I appreciate you you really kind of touching on that because I think that's that's where we as parents, you know. Hatch is not a parent yet, but he'll soon get there. Uh, that's what we have to do. We have to teach our kids to really, you know, find other ways to entertain ourselves and go out and be active and 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 really explore because you never know what you can become. Just like yourself, Daryl, myself, 
uh, hatched uh, just playing a number of sports and not really as parents and uncles and, 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 and granddads and dads, you don't pigeonhole your kids into playing one sport. Um, you got to allow them to be kids. That's what we did. We were, we were, we were kids. We were able to play uh, a number of sports and really just go from one sport to another because you never know how good or how great you can become, you know, just by exploring. I, I tried out for the baseball in those projects that I was telling you I lived in. When we first moved out there, I think I was 10. I got cut. I didn't make the team. Mm-hmm. And when he called everybody up and said, okay, kid, and back then, hey, you can go home, you go home, you go home. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't kick a spit. I just ran across the street and played with my other friends. Right, right, Okay, right. I didn't make the team. And right. then, okay, then I ran track a little bit, some track. I played football. But back then, like I'm saying, mama ain't over there trying to talk this man. Oh, you didn't cut my son. Like, dude, yeah. he couldn't play. He can't he play. Cut. Yeah, period. <laughs> right. Guess what? Guess what? Guess what? I couldn't catch the baseball either. <laughs> <laughs> right. So we ain't shot. That's true, sir. Right, we... man, that's true. I, I've always been mad because he, when I got out there, we was on the outfield catching. I that's never got funny. the batter run. I, he, now, that may be on him. I didn't batter run. I might could have bat. I don't know. But I, I got cut. He called us up. All I had done was try to catch, and it didn't work out. So this catching thing was a trip, man. I was let, let me, catching the ball. Let me ask you this. So, <laughs> right, you're going into the – now you're going to be a first-round pick, you know, to the Washington Redskins. So they had to do pro days, right? So some teams had to come down there and work you out. Did anybody throw the ball at you, or did you do all DB stuff without a ball? You know, it's interesting you saying that. I'm sure they did, but all I remember is the, the speed, the footwork and the speed and all that stuff. I don't – Truthfully, I don't remember. No, I ran punch back. I could catch punts. Yeah, yeah, of, yeah, 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 yeah. It's up there for a long thing. time, yeah. Yeah, and, and <laughs> wide receiver, the ball, you know, the ball is coming quick, you know. Yeah. Uh, I, I guess I couldn't readjust, but a punt, I mean, I was pretty good at punt returning. Yeah, yeah. True. But uh, what you would think, I could have caught a dumb fly ball, too. <laughs> Maybe I was scared. Same, right. Hey, move I that was kind of scared. <laughs> but, yeah, you, you, you <laughs> ran scared. That's why you I was fat. I probably was scared. I probably was scared, man. When, I know when, I was. When's the first time you found out you were fast, like elite fast? Because as everybody knows, right, you were the 4-2 guy, one of the, fast, yeah. one of the <clears throat> fastest guys in the NFL ever to play, uh, you know, in the NFL, the 4-2, clocked numerous times at a 4-2. But when did no, you no. find out you were fast? Well, hold up. Let's be clear. I'm the fastest guy in history. Period. Just let's, let's go with that. Lead that. Lead that. Lead that. Oh no. Lead that man. Hey, look, man. Lead that. So you So you think primetime might might not have something to say about this? Uh oh. You said, do I think? Do I? I'm just. I'm just. I'm asking not. I'm not, this isn't, I'm not thinking anything. I've told you what I said. <laughs> I told you what I said. Read now. my lips. I said what I said. Read wow. My lips. So, oh, oh, have you? Did you ever clock a four one something? I'm sorry, I forgot who I was talking to. My bad. My bad. Come on, man. Let's move on. Move on okay. to another set. Okay. So, <laughs> so just Whoa. just so we're clear out there, ladies and gentlemen, Daryl Green did clock a four one eight four one nine numerous times. Eight nine? What are you talking about? You don't know what you're saying. Uh, is it a four one one? Well, let it be clear then. Clarify. You will not want to know four one one. So I mean, okay. Here's the deal. Here's the deal. What I don't like to do because I'm 60 and I can't prove it anyway is done. Let's just move on. 
It is what it is. Okay, it is what, well, it is. what what have you? I get it. What have you been clocked? What's the fastest that you've been clocked? You so remember? here's the thing, Theo. Well, see, you guys are big time and everything. No, so I went, big to, time. I went to I went to a small school. We all went to I, small schools. So did I. You teach at New. You teach at New. Lights yeah. in the so, building. Yeah, we all small so, schools. So here's the thing: when, when you even in track, you go out there and you run. Uh, a, a nine, eight, or whatever, whatever, and they say, "Well, hey, we don't have the wind machine." Right, and right, right, right. Unofficial. Oh man, forget all that. Uh, you know, right. you go and you run uh, 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 a four, four, one, oh, or whatever, whatever. You know, you know. They sometimes they it's like people don't want to believe it. It's like when I ran, I ran a forty yard dash for the pros in my freshman year. They came to the school. And it was like for fun, they was they wanted me to entertain these scouts. <laughs> and I ran as a freshman, you know, like a four three one or something, and something crazy in 1978. And and they were like, "Wow, run it again!" Well, first of all, I didn't even know what it meant. Yeah, you didn't know what you were doing. Yeah, you're you know, you're just running. Just I'm run. just running, and, and I, I can tell you right now, I never ran as fast as I could run. I just, I just never ran as fast as I could run. You saw the fastest man. I was, I beat Olympians from behind. You got a gold medal. You got a gold medal, and I caught you from behind. So I, and I, I just, I, I'm not bragging, but I was just uniquely gifted. I don't have to fight. For right. It. I yeah. was, there was something in God that I just from from little. We used to run around the house like motorcycles. <laughs> you know, and, and, and then, right. then the, 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 the right hand corner was muddy. You, you want to get, you know, we were, we were, we were, we were a rock, you know, you know how they ride the motorcycles? Yeah, well, yeah, we yeah. On feet. We were on feet. And it's, it's three of my brothers with me. And you got to get that first corner, you know, or get pushed down. <laughs> so, man, we ran, all we did is run. Running was right. like, they said, you know, my first opening game, my case, Dawson. I was like, what about what is what's the excitement about mm. running? But shit, I, but but run. I, I get out. This is all good for the story and fluff and stuff, but you're still not answering my question. I, what is the fastest <laughs> that you run? That's all I need to know. That you heard, that you heard come out of somebody else. Right, exactly. Mouth. What do you Girl think? Or what you do you remember? Ran, hey, yeah, I, right. You know what? I, I would. I, it would probably go on record in like a four one one or something. But I ran faster than that. But just for y'all, I'll just okay. Okay, we go. We go stop. No T. You didn't T. You didn't hear what he said though. He said I ran a four one one. But I probably ran faster right, than I, that. I, I heard what he said. I heard what he said. <laughs> you so just, remember, you know, so remember. So, so that's almost equivalent to like what Hussein Bolt. It's like Hussein Bolt can really run, but it doesn't really look like he's running. Don't you know what I mean? Like so there's running. no telling what he could run like if yeah, he yeah. really some ran. People, some people, and I'm not, I'm sober when I say this. Some people just, they just, they're just something that they just got. God gave it right. to them. I can't yeah, really. Yeah. I, I don't really like beating my chest over because I really got Man, it. Man, let me tell you something. You ain't beating your chest on the Get Your Popcorn Ready podcast. <laughs> we ain't. Hey, if you think it, we gonna say it. Already. If it's real and truth, we gonna, we, we gonna report it. Yeah. So again, it, it's confidence. Like I said, there's no arrogance about what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we're not trying to promote that. We All I did, I asked you a question. And again, it it's up for people's, their um, own, uh, again, they have to believe yeah. it. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's up yeah. to them it whether is, you want to believe is, it or not. That's exactly right. And for me, they could go online and say he did. 
it ain't going to stop me from getting up and go eat a sandwich. You know what I'm saying? I mean, my life is still going to go forward. Right. No doubt. That's why I'm saying, I'm just, we just talking. So, hey, whatever, whatever. But now I will say this, and I, this ain't me talking. And this is, (laughs) this is the, this is the network that you said Dion worked for. What network Mm -hmm. you work for? The NFL network. Now Google, NFL network. So if you Google, you Google Daryl Green number one NFL Network said, I'm the fastest player in NFL history with Bob Hayes being number two. I didn't say that. Right, right. And he right, worked right. for that company and they didn't say it him. So I'm not trying to create an issue, but hey, no. it is what it is, baby. Right. <laughs> it is what it is. But I but like I will it. say this. I will say this. I don't think in this five foot eight, three quarters body and 173 when I got drafted. That if I didn't have that superior speed, I probably couldn't have been a 20 year NFL player. Absolutely. And the other thing is, I've worked on every day of my life, speed and footwork, every day, every mm. Because mm. I knew, and that's what kids, if you want to teach kids something, yes. hey, yes. look, man, if you got my, uh, Kareem Abdul Jabbar, how many times do you think he worked on that hook shot? Hook shot, thousands upon thousands, thousands upon thousands. Ray Allen, how many times do you think he worked on that shot that he hit against uh, San Antonio? So I will say this, I did work on being fast and footwork every day, sometimes twice a day, most of the time twice a day. So kids, regardless, don't worry about what I ran, I'm done. Mm -hmm. But if you want to be great, then run Mm -hmm. that route 10,000 times, run that route 10,000 times. And probably had I worked on catching, I probably would have been a better catcher, but I didn't work on catching. So you basically (laughs) saying what you did was really you, you really took advantage of your speed and you knew that that was going to, like I said, it, it, you knew that you didn't really have the best hands, but just the fact that you were fast, that basically kind of overcompensated for your lack of hands. Yeah. My footwork, my footwork and my speed, I'm going to be there. Like I might catch one every once in a while, but I'm going to at least knock it down if I can. Like he said, your feet was your hands. <laughs> uh, right, you know right. what? You know what? Hey, hey, look here. I'm feeling that. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm feeling that. Already. I'm feeling that, T. Don't try hey, to you can have that. Now you can, can have it. You got it. Can I have that? You got That's it. Funny. You got it. My Where? feet was my hand. Absolutely. Man, I'm about to run with that. Uh, well, good segue into this. Uh, let's do it. Hey, well, you know, I mean, I know, I don't know what it's like out there in LA, but here in Florida, it's kind of, it's kind of hot. We got to hydrate, T. Oh, I know, but I mean, here over it out here in Florida, I mean, it's not really hot. We're dealing with a lot of hurricanes. We a lot, a lot of wind. The seasons are are, are changing. It's getting cooler, so I have to make adjustments, just like we all have to make adjustments as the seasons change. So if you're bundling up with more layers of clothes or depending, you know, what your temperature, uh, what temperature you like. Some people like it hot. Some people like it cold. Myself, I like it. I like it more. I like it warm. Yeah. I like for me. So with this cooler weather, uh, it makes it easier to miss signs of uh, of dehydration, like overheating or uh, or perspiration, which means it's even more important to keep your body hydrated properly hydrated at that so um now that like i said I, we i have a race coming up in a, in a, in a few weeks so mm-hmm. i'm looking to try to stay hydrated i'm, I'm on the track and, and then with this cool weather obviously you're trying to generate some heat you're trying to keep warm trying to stay lather but again as you're running you're sweating you don't feel like you're sweating or what have you you're losing you're perspiring and you need to hydrate so liquid iv 
is uh, one of those products that I like to use. Um, it's the best-selling hydration multiplier now uh, that has three new flavors, uh, three of which, well, two of the three I like. Uh, I'm going to mention three, but two of them I really like. Uh, so you have guava, watermelon, and apple pie. Apple pie, eh, I don't know about that one <laughs> so much, but the guava and the watermelon, hey, I love it. I love it. And then as you think about it too, we're obviously we're dealing with COVID. Flu season often lines up with our holiday plans, but liquid IV can help you support your immune system with increased hydration and essential vitamins. Um, it's perfect uh, for staying hydrated on holiday flights or long trips, long road trips. Uh, it can even help with hangovers after those extra holiday drinks. I know a lot of you guys are getting gearing up. Uh, you got Thanksgiving coming up, uh, fall right by the Christmas holidays. So definitely, uh, definitely, this is definitely something that uh, a lot of us could, could use. So go ahead and slide some of that liquid IV into your eggnog and you will not be disappointed. <laughs> liquid I don't IV. know if that's going to taste good, but okay. But it's going to feel good. Liquid IV is available nationwide at Walmart and beverages in the beverage section. Or you can get 25% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use code popcorn at checkout. That's 25% off anything you order when you use promo code popcorn at liquidiv.com. Get better hydration today at liquidiv.com, promo code popcorn. And also, too, I want to add that uh, Liquid IV contains five essential vitamins, uh, more vitamin C than an orange, and as much potassium as a banana. Um, healthier than sugary sports drinks. I know all of us get consumed with uh, a lot of these products that are, you know, being introduced. This liquid IV has no artificial flavors or preservatives and less sugar than an apple. Uh, made with clean ingredients, non-GMO, vegan, free of gluten, dairy, and soy. Uh, so again, uh, as Hash just said, Liquid IV is available nationwide at Walmart in the beverage section, or you can get 25% off uh, when you go to liquidiv.com and use promo code popcorn at checkout. Um, that's 25% off anything you order when you use promo code popcorn at liquidiv.com. Get better hydration today at liquidiv.com, promo code popcorn. Yes, sir. I got my push-ups and sit-ups in this morning. T, I'm feeling real good. You know, I'm about right 208, 209 right now. Really? Your, your, your hoodie's looking real flabby. You know what I'm saying? I don't saying? know if you've really been doing push-ups. Maybe it's but a it looks like you might be doing something. And maybe... I see. I you been you been doing some, you been doing some traps or something. You yeah, I've been doing no some, traps. Some, some lat pull downs. I'm eating right. You know, I'm eat, I got my organic powder getting getting into my body. You know, I've been on in a couple of weeks. Thanks to organic, their sport plant based powders help me get the most out of my workouts, and I feel absolutely at my best right now. The organic okay. sport protein powder is a unique blend of organic ingredients that help build strength and optimize both performance and recovery. I mix it into a smoothie, probably some of my kale, banana, oranges, pineapple smoothie type deal, and it's ready to go. If you need an extra spark to start my work, if I need that extra spark to start my workout and want to stay sharp throughout the day, then I reach for the sport energy powder, right? It's packed with electrolytes and adaptogens for optimal performance, no matter what I'm doing. Is that what you've been taking for the show? 
Cause you seem like you got a lot of energy, man. Yeah, yes, I have. Yes, I <laughs> okay. have. You know what I'm saying? I, I see. I see. It's, I see you bringing a lot of a lot of energy, a lot of zest to the show. The last couple of uh, episodes, I see it must be working. You know what? It's time to turn up with Orgain Sport Recovery Powder. Right, maximizes restoration, replenishes tired muscles with a unique blend of plant-based organic ingredients, including including adaptogenic mushrooms to help reduce inflammation. Thanks to Orgain, I finally found the best clean products to help keep me healthy and support my performance. And right now, you can save up to 20% off your first order. Plus, when you subscribe, you can also save more. Go to tryorgain.com slash popcorn. That's T-R-Y-O-R-G-A-I-N dot com slash popcorn for 20% off your first order plus extra savings when you subscribe tryorgain.com slash popcorn. So, man, you know, I know it's, uh, we, we've been quarantined, you know what I mean? I don't know how your dating life is. I know mine has been somewhat non-existent, but That's every so now sad and to then, hear, buddy. <laughs> Just, hey, 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 that's how it is, man. Quarantine has made people social distance themselves more than they've wanted to social distance. True. But with all the social distancing, it has wanted, I mean, a lot of people have been longing for some touch. You get what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, they've been wanting some longing for some touch. You know, if you ain't really touched nothing and, you know, you ain't really seen nothing in a while, you know what I mean? You get that, you know, that, that softness, that female softening or it rubbing up on that leg, then that other leg, you know, that other leg starting to grow. So, you know, if you want to boost your confidence, you know, we have, we have an item for you uh, to help boost your company. So if you like sex, you'll love bluechew.com. Bluechew.com offers men a performance enhancement for the bedroom. Bluechew.com. Yeah, the chewables from Bluechew can be taken on a full or an empty stomach. So men, fellas out there, it only takes a few minutes to connect. Bluechew.com affiliated physician. And if you qualify, you get prescribed online quickly. So I know a lot of you guys out here, like I said, we've been social distancing. And if you want that extra boost of confidence, hey, we got some for you. These blue chewables, these chewables, I think they uh they, they might be right for you. It's nice, especially you don't have to sit around and wait all day for it to kick in. They work a lot faster, I think within only a few minutes, right? There's yeah. no in-person doctor visits, you know, those awkward conversations with the doctor, like, hey, my man, you know, uh, can you subscribe? That whole thing is out the door, right? No right. waiting in line at the pharmacy. So when you do see something cute at the pharmacy, you're like, she's like, I hope he ain't here for them. Like, you ain't got to worry about all that. You know what I'm saying? You could just be confident and do this at home because it's shipped directly to your door in discreet packaging. Same thing. What if the mail lady is a cute mail lady? She want to drop off your package and she's like, here, I guess you need these. You ain't got that to worry about because it comes in discreet packaging. The chewables from bluechew.com and made right here in the U.S. of A. Bluechew gives you confidence in bed every time. You and your partner will love it. Trust me. Chew it and do it. And, 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 and here's a great deal for you guys. Visit bluechew.com and get your first order free when you use promo code GPR. Just pay $5 shipping. That's B-L-U-E, chew.com, promo code GPR. That's right. Visit bluechew.com and get your first order free and use promo code GPR. Just pay $5 in shipping. That's B-L-U-E-CHU.com, promo code GPR. P 
are. Hey, and that's it, guys. Hey, if you want to last longer, if you want to go more rounds, if you want to be a rock star to whomever it is that you're trying to be a rock star, hey, the chewables, bluechew.com, makes something that's already good. Sex, they making it better. Bluechew.com, if you want to get your Rocky Balboa on. We're here with <laughs> Hall of Famer Daryl Green, seven-time Pro Bowler from then the Washington Redskins, now the Washington Football Club. So we know that you do your, uh, you know, you're still in Washington, still out there living, living the life. And again, that 20 years living in that city, playing for that team, you know, what's some of the highlights during that career? Because again, you were in, in politics is big right now with the presidency and all that stuff going on, the election and all that. But like when you were there for those 20 years, how were you embedded in the government, if, if at all? Uh, not, not really. Uh, well, the impression, the impressive thing for me coming from Texas was, uh, in, in Texas, the 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 anchor, the news anchor, worked on Saturday. When I came here, the news anchor was black, and he worked on Monday through Friday. The mayor was African American. You know, different. Th- th- I came in in 1973 uh, when I was impressed by the upward boundness of my community, and I appreciated that. I appreciated that a lot. That people could be more than what I experienced them being dressed in these colors. And so I was impressed by that. Um, uh, yeah, I was more impressed with the city, uh, with, with the with the ability for access, the ability to be upward bound, uh, the ed- academics of and the thinking of the people here. Uh, they wasn't from where I was from. Uh, people believe, and we just talked about it. Theo talked about exposure. He talked mm-hmm. about exposure. The exposure, if you wanted to be an anchor in TV, you're going to probably work weekends. You weren't going to be the anchor on Monday as mm-hmm. an African American. You know, uh, 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 Alexis Aguero, he was down in Texas. I, I remember the name. Mm-hmm. The Hispanic guy got to be the anchor on the weekend. And I got here, and Jim Vance was the anchor on Channel 4 on Monday and mm-hmm. Tuesday and Wednesday <laughs> and Thursday and Friday. Yeah. And Paul Barry and many others were able to do that. And Marion Barry, like him or not, mm-hmm. he was the mid-city and mm-hmm. the police chief. Uh, and so I was that impressed me. That impressed me a lot. <clears throat> In terms of the, the football, it was just, hey, you're going to try to make this team and provide for your family. I just It was always a job to me. So right. that wasn't the big deal to me. I was I was more wild out and bushy tail that you know just wow 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 because I came from from the country from, from what would be considered <laughs> talking about what impressed me in the city. Mm-hmm. Okay, right. The upward boundness of minority people mm-hmm. that impressed me a lot. The football was the football. I was gonna try to work and make this team provide for my family, and that was like, hey, you got to do that. I was more looking over there and saying, wow, man. People can be successful here versus what I grew up with. You talked about me, me being country. I'm from Houston. It's a mm-hmm. big city, but it does have a, you know, if you if you grew up in our, my town, you can see across over there, there are cows. Over here, there's an all whale pumping. And over here, there's a, a hundred uh, hundred foot, a hundred story building right across mm-hmm. the street. Yeah. So Houston had a lot to offer, but for us in that, that era, it wasn't a lot for minority people. Uh, in terms of being at the high level leadership level, and DC showed me that and impressed me. Mm, that's all. Gotcha. Yeah. So again, like you know, winning though, winning in that city like that again, all the the politicians, I'm sure, wanted to meet you guys and talk to you. So you got to talk to like the president, some folks, presidents and stuff like that. So how was how were those 
you know, I guess those when you got to meet people like that, like how those that? experiences, yeah. those those moments. Yeah. yeah. So I was I was appointed. It wasn't a political role. President Bush, uh, uh, the second Bush of uh, forty three. I forty four. I think he he appointed me. He, I, I know I got the number wrong, but right. he appointed me as the chair of the President's Council on Service and Civic Participation, dealing with volunteerism and civic engagement. I I led that with. Koki Roberts, the head of AOL, the head of uh, AARP, the head of uh, a lot of big, big CEOs. And I was the chair of that. I was humbled by that. I rode in the car with him. I got in the car and rode in that big car with him for the press conference. Mm. Uh, uh, um, That was impressive to me. Um, I was asked to to come and watch the, the Super Bowl with President Obama, me and my wife sat right behind him and his wife watching the Super Bowl one year. I uh, played horseshoes with the first Bush. And um, Bill Clinton had me sitting on the front row of a conference to acknowledge the work that I do with youth, with the Youth Life Learning Center that I still mm-hmm. have today. And uh, so, yeah, I've been around a lot of people. I told you I sat back to back with Nelson Mandela. Uh, wow. I've been around a lot of important people, uh, but it, it isn't you know, kind of giddy giddy. It's it's always sobering to me and trying to see how I can parlay that to the next generation. Um, right. Not just the children in my household, but kids in the projects and in the city. That's what I've been known for. And you do know I played one, uh, one, uh, one team for one team and God told me, and this is something people don't know. I had a chance to go to Denver to make a lot of money when I was younger. And uh, we, we had the deal and, and God said, Daryl, don't go. And so people don't even realize, they don't even know that story. Why Why nobody ever heard of me when I was on the picket line, when Reggie White went to Green Bay. I was a baller too on my way to the Hall of Fame. People mm-hmm. never realized, why Why didn't I go? Well, God told me not to go and God provided for me. Didn't break my neck, played 20 seasons. Mm-hmm. And I cut it football. I actually quit. They wanted me to continue to play, but I tried to do it right. I tried mm-hmm. to do things right. I tried to look at things in a, in a broad, bigger scope than just, oh, I want to be a football player. I want to make money. Yeah, I like to make money, but there's so much more to life, particularly mm-hmm. this came from what I've come from. My mom didn't graduate high school. My dad graduated. My dad had a rough ride. My dad had a rough ride. He had a rough ride. And I was always sensitive to that, even mm-hmm. though the fights, you know, I, I never was mad at my daddy because I tried to stand in his shoes. Mm-hmm. And I tried to do that as an adult where People come up to us all the time and tell you, if you guys, if you're like me, when I go out somewhere, I already can see who's coming. I can see. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, yeah. From yeah, miles and, away. <laughs> and you, you got a decision to make. What kind of attitude are you going to have? I try to be ready already. If my wife and everybody's out, I might go, you know what, guys? Let us finish dinner. If y'all still around, I got you. Or I might go, hey, come on. Yes, yeah. Come on. Come on, Mike. Come on. Come on. Get, get the picture. But, but that's my choice. Mm, right, right. That's my choice. I'm, and you can be mad if you want to. I remember going to training camp. She said, hey, Jared got to be at the hospital or got a teacher thing. I need you to be on the phone at one. Well, when I come out of the locker room at 12, 15, it's thousands of people in training camp. They just mm. drove in from Pennsylvania and Ohio. Well, I, I can't get no mic and say, guys, my wife told me last night, hey, not, y'all can hate if you want to, but I'm running right on through y'all and get to my call with my child. Yeah. So I've always learned, man, I'm not worrying about what y'all feel. I know my own heart. 
If I could right. stay, I would stay, but I can't stay. Right. And you know what? I'm gonna tell you, or I may not tell you, you know what? I ain't miss not, not one lick of sleep. Over here. <laughs> right. like that. No, yeah, that's. Because I, mean, yeah, I treat you, people you right. I treat you right, but I'm a human right. too. I'm mm-hmm. human too. Right. And I'm not gonna mistreat you. And so I, I've always been a thinker, trying to think through stuff. Right. You know. And I'm the I'm the same way. Uh, as I began to realize, kind of like, as I kind of you know, like I said, I, I wasn't I wasn't a top draft pick or anything like that. So I didn't I didn't have that instant stardom. I didn't really know how to navigate through any of that because I went to a small school. So I wasn't a, I wasn't a big man on campus, things of that nature. So a lot of guys, they don't understand, like you have to be somewhat groomed and kind of, uh, you know, kind of ed- you're educating Educated. yourself, your, yeah. yourself as to how yourself. to deal with different people. So what you're saying, you have to use your discretion because I'm the same way when I go out, um, even when I've gone out and I've had my nightlife and I've had, you know, I've had to have security because of uh, the things that I've been able to attain and the popularity popularity, uh, and the fanfare started to grow. So I had to have someone with me that was kind of like my eyes with my eyes. And so you start to use your discretion. And again, you go out, you kind of, like you said, you see them before they even come. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that's, that's, that's awesome that you're able to do that. And, and I know a lot of people um, with the way that you interact, and whether the fan, they may like it or may not, they may like it or don't like it. And you may get a, a bad reputation or they may say some bad things because of the way that you feel like you need to navigate that situation. They don't understand what it's they like to be They don't know the story. Yeah, they, uh, they don't, don't know your story. Right, they don't know what commitments we have. They don't understand right. what we have to do on an everyday basis when we walk out our doors that we, in a sense, they feel like we're obligated. And... It's almost like we have to be on 24-7 for them. You can't, you can't be. Right. And the, yeah. at the end of the day, like you said, we're human. We have emotion. We have feelings. We're just like them. We just made, we're obviously, we're doing something greater than what they're doing. But they don't, we, they, like you said, we can't lose sleep based on their feelings about how they feel like you should we, handle something. Right. We should have treated oh, them. Right. So, and yeah, that's how I, I truly yeah. mistreated you. I apologize, but I ain't treated you. And it, but here's the thing about it. If you, T.O., you say, well, guys, we're going to go to the 49ers training camp uh, in, in six weeks. So y'all already planned. It's a family trip. Mm-hmm. Well, you can text me and say, Daryl, I'm coming to, y- y'all live in Pennsylvania. You just, you and your family said, we're going to go do a family trip. I didn't right. have nothing to do with <laughs> Nothing at all. <laughs> I, got my, I got my own trip. You and your family decided <laughs> Right, yeah, we weren't in your plans. You were right. going to take a family vacation. I went in your plan. Right, and if, <laughs> and that, and, that and, and, for, and and what you're saying, if you are to really indulge in them, that's that's truly a blessing. That's a blessing to them that you are able to have that time to engage with them. But again, obviously, fans they don't feel that way. They don't see it that way. But I wanted to touch on something too that you mentioned, and I know. Uh, you know, I know that you're a God-fearing man. Um, I want these listeners, you know, to and everybody that's listening to understand it's just not, we don't just wake up every day and and and, and, and go play sports, this and that and the other. We're human just like everybody else. Um, knowing, you know, your story, your journey, uh, as you said uh, just moments ago that God told you not to go play for a certain team. He told you to stay where you are. Uh, can you just share a little bit of how God has played a a big part um, in your life, not just football, um, but just 
Daryl free football, Daryl during football, and Daryl green um, post football. And then obviously, like you said, to be married 35 years, God has definitely has had his hand on your life and on your on your situation. Yeah, let me hit that, and we're going to go past now. Don't worry about my time. Okay, okay. <clears throat> so um, when I went to college, then I went back. There was a trainer invited me to a Bible. And in the meantime, I actually started listening to the Bible and reading the Bible. And the Bible tells us that the gospel, the Bible, the word, says there's the power, there's the power in them uh, for those who are, who, are, who, who, are, who are away from God. And so just reading the Bible itself, there's a spirit that comes into you, that transforms you. So, guys, I was goody two-shoes. My sister, you goody two-shoes, and I was. I was the nice kid. <laughs> so I didn't see myself as needing any kind of help and save. But I started reading the Bible, and the Bible says, ain't nobody goody two-shoes, Daryl. Everybody is jacked up, and everybody has fallen short of God's glory. And, and I got on my knees, and I said, God, I didn't know. I, I, I'm sorry. I didn't know. I didn't know. And so <laughs> right after I did that uh, patch, uh, the girl called me about a month later, said she was pregnant. I'm like, what? So I knew I wasn't marrying her. I, I, you know, I respect her, but we, we, we were much. I, I, I was a much. Let me say this. I was a much. Mm. Uh, so uh, <laughs> so um, I, I said, look, all I can say is we're not having no abortion. We're having our kid, and we'll figure that out from there. And thank God my daughter's married, five kids, doing great. Uh, and we raised her. So, um, so <clears throat> I end up uh, coming here in my dream in life. When my mom picked me up from elementary school, I was 10. And I remember there was seven kids, maybe three were in the car. And I ran out there, hey, where y'all going? And somebody said, we're leaving dad. And I remember this thought came to my head. Mm. When the back gets in my hands, when I'm a dad, when I'm a husband, I'm gonna hit a home run. I'm not gonna be like y'all. I love my parents, no, no, none of that. But I just said at 10 years old, I didn't know what I was saying or how I could make it happen. Mm -hmm. My Christianity, when I became a Christian, it crystallized it that, oh yeah. And so my entire life has been driven by being a godly man and a godly daddy and overcoming what daddy and grandpa did. That was my whole life. And so, my, you know, my son never slept with a girl until he got married. Yep, yep. So you're talking about a, a grandpa that my dad never met. And then my daddy, alcoholic, divorced, parents divorced. Then me, child out of wedlock, all of the children had children out of wedlock. And my brother actually died. I think he was overdosed. I'm not sure. But so we came from a bad deal. But when I got saved, I wasn't in the NFL. I was just a little peon at an NAIA school. I wasn't a Daryl Green first round draft pick, had no clue. This, yeah. is, this is who I was. So when I got to this, I was already Daryl. I was all, I had I had foundations under me. Oh, I just Amen. have to football. So if I was a truck driver again, I was gonna be I would it would have been this Daryl. So I already mm. I already had got it. And um and so when I got into the league, I was all the Bible says that the sons of God are led by his spirit. So I was always trying to follow God's direction. I was nervous mm -hmm. to the NFL. I didn't know if it made sense to be in the NFL. I certainly was willing to hear God's voice when he spoke to me. Otherwise, do. And I'll just tell you this. It's a true story. When I got the opportunity to go to Denver for millions when nobody was really making that, mama, I'm broke. I can't pay your house. No, I can't pay. I, I was broke. Mm. I, I had. So this is Paul Harvey, the rest of the story. Man, I, I 
I really learned as a disciple. I met my pastor here before I met my wife in 1983. And I met my wife on Christmas Eve, my rookie year. And so I learned how to live. Oh, and by the way, I played pro football. Football mm-hmm. was never the front. It was mm-hmm. the I trying to live godly. And then God blessed, seek first the kingdom and his righteousness. And then all the stuff came with that. With it. But I was always driving to be mm-hmm. a God. Man, come on, man. I'm a, never cheated on my wife. And I'm a, I came as a homemonger. My family was that, what we were, my daddy, all that we were. And, and here I am. A black man and my black son never slept with a girl till he got married. Come mm-hmm. on, that ain't got Amen, to do with what I have. You, 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 that ain't you got breaking to do with cycles. My draft pick spot. Yes, yeah. your draft pick spot give you more opportunities. Your right. bank account give you more opportunities. So more temptation, more opportunities, more opportunities to live like hell. Right. So, <laughs> so, so I fortunately, when I got right with Jesus in college the foundations were set because I was going to live that way if I was driving a truck or chopping down trees or pro football. And so right. God allowed me to do it uh, for all these years. And I'm still walking it out. Like I said, I, I'm going to die like this. They can take the football and my job from me, but they can't take that. And so my family and my generations are, are redeemed. My children, my grandkids, 12 grandkids, four children, and four, you know, kids that married into us, man, I'm on cloud right. now. I, I mean, awesome, I mean man. football is great, the Super Bowl, right. that stuff, I'm telling you humbly, that stuff is in the concept too. of how I've tried to live my life and what's important and valuable. And that's, 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 that's you know me, that's me, Patch. You know what's up. Yeah, man, yeah, I'm no doubt. No. Hey, I worked hard. I worked hard trying to be the best at football, but I wasn't holding my balls and beating my chest and all that stuff. I just competed. And you mm, called the ball right. on me, hey man, that was a, you you had the work to get it, and I was mm-hmm. I can't be hating on you because you balled out. Because I think mm-hmm. you, right. you had the ball out to do it against me. So the right. way I yeah. saw it, I'm not I would have, I would have, yeah, I would have. <laughs> if you would have caught the ball, you would have spent it. If you would have caught the ball on me, you would have spent the ball, right? Uh, I would call <laughs> yeah. yeah, I probably would have. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the thing. You say you heard what he said. Hey, if I know. you would have called, if him, I, I know, no that, get away. I, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't catch a ball on Daryl Green. But I tell you what, if I would have, T.O., how many balls did you catch on me? Did you, you? I don't, I don't remember us. You probably called a couple. On the you, yeah, you, I, I, yeah, early on in my career, I, I, I remember, like I said, because I, I remember being young. At Frisco. Frisco, you're right yeah. in Frisco, yeah. So I re- I remember being young and and that's the thing is like what we did, especially as a youngster, uh, a young developing receiver. Most of our routes, like I said, I was like either second, third, you know, uh, in the in the uh, in the progression or whatever. Maybe third or fourth. I ain't gonna say second or third. I'm gonna go third yeah. or fourth in the progression. So right. most of my routes, if anything, we had to protect Jerry. So like I said, right. I, we had. If I was on the outside, the far side of the uh, format, outside of the formation, and Jerry had a route coming to me or whatever, I just, I was so consumed on really protecting Jerry and not running the wrong route. Right. That was right. that was my focus because you weren't I, running to get open. You was running right. for the concept so Jerry would be open. Yeah. Right. Exactly. But I do as like my second or third year, I think I made maybe a couple of catches here and there. But like I said, I never, it I wasn't never. it wasn't anything of significance. But I do recall, like I said, when you go through the the team meetings, this, things of that nature, and we're looking at defensive, you know, the secondary, this and that, and the other. 
obviously you were one of those guys that obviously, like I said, we had to account for. Yeah. So early on in my career, I can't say how many I caught, probably not yeah. many. I don't, but yeah. I, trust me, I don't trip. Man. I, I, I think, I, I don't think you can be successful without some level of respect for your opponent. Absolutely. I mean, that's Absolutely. the way I looked at it. I, mm-hmm. I've never, I'm not, I, I wouldn't have talked anyway, but I, I respect people's talent because I know what it takes to get there. And in right. my opinion, it was like, dude, if you catching balls on me, why am I mad? I'm saying you a baller. I'm not right. right. giving you credit. I can't be screaming. I'm like, dang, that sucked to me. <laughs> and the thing that's, is, it's, co- dude, it's, it's competition. People feel it's like competition. Athletes these days, they feel like if you're running 10 routes, if you 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 have 10 routes on somebody and a DB is defending 10 routes, you're not going to be 10 out of 10. You just have to be no. realistic. There's going to be something that factors in there to where you're not going to be 100%. It's either going to be the ball placement. It's going to be either you slip. It's going to be something. Rush. Right, exactly. So for me, it's just like I it, what I just said. It's the competitiveness. It's the competition, and like you said, it's the respect for each other. And I think that's honestly how I started to get better because I realized that I wasn't as good as a lot of the defenders and people that I played against. So that was me giving them that respect, and I knew I'm like, okay, I got to work extra hard. I have to work harder just to be able to stack up against my opponents. And I think that's you know what? what a lot of people did with you. Listening to you, it's, it's kind of crazy. It's almost like we almost ought to have a – a study. We we think our brains are so much the same. Right. What was the factors? Was it our family structure? Was it our mindset? It's something that we are so. It's weird. You talk like I'm talking to myself. What is that though? For me, me, it's it's like what is? I, I think for me, it was a mindset, and I try to tell kids, and I tell people, I was a realist. I had, you have to be honest with yourself. There's mm-hmm. only, but how did we okay. get here? How did, right. what, what was it? It's, oh, a, it's okay, it's, a, it's, it's okay to have confidence, but you, sometimes, like I said, you, that, it, you can't be overconfident and you can't underestimate your, your opponent at the same time. And so mm-hmm. for me, that's what I did. I didn't underestimate, you know, the, 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 the opposition. Respect everybody. Right, exactly. And I knew, but at the same time, you have to be a realist, bro. Like, that's how I was. I knew that I wasn't as good as my peers around me. But let me I ask you a I question. Was. Let me right. ask you a question. Did you have, I mean, you know, they called me little. Yeah, yeah you can't play. They didn't pick me, won't pick me. Did you, right. did you go through that? At, as a child? What, well, what I'm I talking about kids' through, age. Right. What I went through with what you're kind of trying to describe is I went through that in high school where I felt like I probably should have been playing or I wanted to play. But coach, but coaches, but the coaches, but the right, but the coaches evaluation of my skill set and my talent at that time. They were wrong. They were wrong. They They just again, for whatever reason, they didn't put me, you know, in the starting rotation or in rotation. Even the kids. I'm talking about the kids though. Even the kids were wrong. Y'all said, okay, they picked, okay. T.O., you picking and I'm picking. You, right. you just look right over. You just look over there. Right, I, exactly. I, 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 yeah. Hey, man, okay, it's two guys left. Okay, take Daryl. Well, dude, I should have been picked first. They picked Duck last. Little yeah, duck, they picked come me on. last, but, but the reality <laughs> is what I think T.O. is saying is that the, 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 the lie wasn't us. 
The nah, foolishness they were, was they them. were wrong. They they, they chose wrong. wrong. They were wrong. And they we chose get, wrong. And we, but but we wasn't we wasn't the kind of people who were mad and cussing at them. We just went and kicked their butt and worked right, right, yeah. right. Man, I'm telling you, man, we might need to get somebody to think about some kind of. I don't know. It's something that you got me thinking. Because nah, I've never it. talked to anybody that the synergies are so. I'm like, man, he sounds like me. What? It? No, and no, so no, that, there has to be a so reason. Cra- and, it, and it's so crazy because me and Hatch, we've gone back and forth and he's gotten mad at me. He goes, T, you can't keep saying that, man, that you that you didn't do this. I said, Hatch, that's just, well, how, no. I, that's just yeah, how I was. Yeah. I because because it's the I perspective was, of right. what, when T says it a certain way, you have younger generations especially saying, well, he sounds like he just got lucky and went to the Hall oh, of Fame, which no. we know nobody gets I lucky and goes to the Hall of Fame. Though, I think, uh, Hatch, we're digging that up, what I just said. And, and, I, and I agree. Wrong. There's something else there. It has more to do with just somebody's talent, in my point of view, right? It has more to do with your will to win as well. There's going to be, you, you got to have the stars have to line up a certain way. You got to have some type of luck. You have to have some type of skill. You have to have all of these things. What you, what you guys are saying is you guys didn't want to go to the Hall of Fame, but you still went to the Hall of Fame and you'll just take it. No. But I want to add one last thing. I want to add one last thing that yeah. I think. Yeah. I think that from day one, T.O., you were a baller. When they when that coach said that when you didn't think it right. you were a baller. Yeah. I think that I think that we were from day one. Right. We we okay. I'm too little. Are you this? Y'all can say what y'all want to with y'all yeah. eyes, but no, no, no. We, we were really wrong. Were. Right. We were. We may not have knew it, and they sure didn't know it. Right. No, no, no. no. I think we knew it. It's something right. in us well, that well, we let knew. Me ask, we let couldn't me ask articulate it because right. they wouldn't let us talk. We couldn't right. say it, but it's something about it that man. I think I'm listening to him talk. We really knew we were balls. Yeah. Right, yeah. Okay, let me ask Let me ask both of you guys this then, right? Since you because again, I agree with what you're saying. All I'm saying is what about the individuals who it does not come to fruition where they end up in the Hall of Fame, but are thinking just like you. But they're because the thing is, if they don't end up in the Hall of Fame, then were they still right? Or are they now considered wrong because they weren't ending up as a successful Hall of Famer? Well, whoa, 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 whoa! The Hall of Fame ain't, ain't the same. Well, I'm standard. just saying. I know. I'm just guessing. Example. Success- yeah, I mean, I mean, Hall you're of Fame successful. is all of it. Yes. Yeah, you're yeah. successful. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. So, I'm I mean, seeing it as an example. That's that's almost not fair to to a kid. You you know, the Hall of Fame. There's a lot of. I play with a lot of guys that are yeah. not Hall of Famers that do. Well, that exactly. Do I'm just using the word Hall so of Fame I, as I don't a know. Successful. I don't know, Hatch. I don't know if you can. I don't know. Uh, what do you think, T? Yeah, I, I, I think for me, um, I, what I've, what I've listened and and, and I've heard you say, um, with really kind of your start in the football, which is like with your 11th grade year. Um, for me, I, I always, I think we were late bloomers in a sense. Um, and you got to think too, you, you know, I, I mentioned God, God knows he's, he, he knows what we're going to be before what we know when we, before we came out the wound, he knows, he knew what we were going to be. And at yeah. that point in time, we just hadn't really grasped that concept of where we were going. And I think when you talk about the competitiveness of, of us being and probably our upbringing, 
me, I think I I had, like I said, everybody has their path and their journey to, to have gotten where they are. And I always speak about my three Ds, Daryl. That's desire, dedication, and discipline. And and I think with you, you started, you realized you played football and you had a desire, no matter what, you could have been playing, like you said, you tried out for baseball. You had a desire to play baseball. You, If you would have ran out for track, if that was your desire, you probably could have made that. But for whatever reason, you found your desire, your passion of football, and your dedication and your discipline is what enabled you to get to where you are, which is a Hall of Fame. I mean, that's the same, the, the, the same for me. So for me, I had the desire to be whatever it was. It just happened to be football, just like you. Yeah. Um, but when you talk about dedication and discipline, that's what enabled me to really get beyond where I think my mindset early on at that early age, where well beyond where I thought I could be. But when you think about dedicating yourself and, 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 uh, and applying that discipline, for me, it was just the consistency. I wanted to execute that I wanted to execute the consistency of becoming not just going from average to good, but but to great. Eventually, I became great, but there was something in that in that that average to good phase where I felt like, okay, I need to do X, Y, Z to get on par with the athletes that were around me. You know what I mean? I had to get yeah. on par with it because I realized that I wasn't I wasn't good. I had to like I said, I was a I was skinny, I was scrawny. You I heard you talking about 173 pounds. When I left when I left high school, I was like 180, 185 pounds. If that, and I was like what six, uh maybe six one. So you gotta think, I was like, man, I was like a string bean. Yeah. So but I I had to continue to work even on the heels of going to college. They only recruited me because they saw they were they were at a high school recruiting someone else. They were watching film on him and they saw me make a few plays here and there. But I had a strong dissatisfaction from being on the sidelines for four years, playing JV in high school and not being able to play. And then even in college, my freshman year, I really didn't play a whole lot. I had a strong dissatisfaction for being mediocre. And I was that way because I was assessed and I was evaluated as such. Because when you have coaches that basically they're gonna they're gonna put you first team, second team, third team, or what have you. I thought I could have been or should have been, if not second team or in the starting rotation. But that was something that drove me. That was my motivation to not sit on that sideline going to college for another four years, where I'm sitting there watching everybody else make plays, you know, crowds cheering, this and that and the other. I did that for four years in high school. You two a days, you know how two a days were before, before, before how they are, before they, uh, yeah, you know, yeah, start now. implementing the, uh, the, the practice habits now. Dude, I went through two a days. It was hot, 90 degrees, people throwing up this and that and the other. You do all of that leading up to the season, high school. You think about high school football in the South. Then you get ready for the season. Mm-hmm. I'm, I do, I remember this vividly, Daryl. Hatch. Riding on that bus, you see the lights in the horizon. You driving to the stadium. As closer you get to the stadium, you start smelling that popcorn, the hamburgers, the Coca Cola energy. Uh, the energy. Then you you go in the locker room. You get dressed. You go through pregame. You feeling good. And then guess what? You sit your butt on quarter, the sideline. You watching the whole entire game. Bro, <laughs> I I remember that vividly. That's what drove me. That was my motivation. I didn't want to continue to sit there and work and work and work and not be able to be a part of something that we all work hard for. 
So that was kind of like my motivation for, like I said, going to college, the things that I learned, you know, just by sitting back and watching. I, yeah, I may not have played or whatever. I practiced a lot, but I listened to my other coaches coach the guys that were in front of me. So I was I was very attentive. Um, I was be- I was real retentive as far as information that I was absorbing. And I had that carry me from high school to college and even from the college to the pros. Man, I tell you, that's funny you saying that. Goodness. So fortunately for me, I started on JV. I started my senior year. I was I was off the bench as a freshman, and when I and I and I started the rest of three years, and I started like 18, 19 years in a row in the NFL. So I I, I never really had that part of it, except I got cut from baseball. But other than that, mm-hmm. I said at my Hall of Fame speech that. The, the, the thing was the opportunity. Somebody finally said, I'm going to give believe, you the opportunity. I believe in you. And right. if you don't, if somebody will give you the opportunity out of some foolishness, ignorance, bias, yeah. don't know what they're doing, that's the most demoralizing of, to me, T, that was the most, demor- what about the guy, I mean, probably rest his soul, that they said, cut Michael Jordan. You know, or the right, guy, right. maybe the guy that cut me off baseball. Now, sure enough, I was out there late and I only tried to catch the ball. I didn't <laughs> run, I didn't bat. But, right, but I'm right. saying, yeah, you, you got people, he thought the, the, the coach that started me on JV and started me on varsity and uh, started me after I came back from college, I put me in front of everybody to back up the two senior cornerbacks as a freshman. And the guy that picked me first round, Bobby Beth, the Hall of Famer GM. And then the guys mm-hmm. that, you know, put me out there, even at age 40 years old, you know, starting. So, uh, no, I think you're exactly right. The foolishness is when some of these guys who got jobs that they don't deserve or don't need mm. are, right. are, are irresponsible in these jobs mm. that hurt a lot of guys and mistreat guys. Yeah. But I'm saying what I'm plotting for T.O. is that, man, you kept, you kept balance. You kept, you kept. You kept yourself, you know, they try to say all this stuff about you. They don't know Paul Harvey the rest of the story. The crap right. that you dealt with and you stay, man, I can't, when I was listening to you talk, I'm like, what? They right. don't, your people, I got treated better. But now, that said, <laughs> well, I don't know, you were on the same, well, y'all weren't in AIA, were y'all? Nah, nah, no, no, we Southern Southern Conference. There were small Division D1. one, yeah, small Division one, double A, Division one, double A. You should have yeah, came, so. came play with the little kids. Should have played with the little kids. <laughs> right. But I think All overall, good. I think overall, I think what you're asking me and what I what I wanted and how I want to articulate it is that I think when you talk about what is it about us, and I think I can put you into this 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 equation or this statement that for me is what set me apart from everyone was really it was my dedication and my discipline. And then it was the, the execution of being okay. consistent. It was the execution of being consistent. So like I said, what set me apart from everybody, like I said, it was my, my obviously my desire, but I had to dedicate myself. And then I had to, di- I had to discipline myself to do what others wouldn't do. do you know, the you, first you have- thing, no, no, no. The first thing, everything is right, but there's one first thing you believed in yourself, regardless of the noise. At, well, yeah, that, of course. That's, yeah, yes. number yeah. One, there was that's, something that's that they couldn't break. They could right. not break you. I don't care what y'all say. You know, oh, you too little. You this. You can't, coach. You can say what you want to say. Right. I, I'm walking away here knowing I'm better than Mike. I'm knowing I can play. I respect right. you. Thank you very much. But I ain't right. walking here 
and accepting what you said. That's what the thing that kept you driven because because if you don't believe in yourself, if you finally mm-hmm. just give up, oh man, man, all that stuff you just said don't even come to play. It goes down the it goes down the drain. But yeah, I mean, you as you kid, believe something, you believe right, exactly. something. As a kid, you're gonna be a dreamer, and when you dream, That's it. That's or you, it. you you you're gonna be a dreamer. You 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 visualize yourself. You have to visualize yourself out there making plays. You Don't know, let them doing... put that light out. Don't let them right put exactly. So it's there. so funny. I, I just pulled up some of my notes because like I said sometimes like I, I I do speeches and and I and speaking yeah. engagement things of that nature. And this is it, I, I have a little topic here that says the reason that I made it out of Alexander City. That's where I'm from. And I and these are some of the notes that I had for myself. And it goes and I put it. I'm different. I wanted to be better than I was. I wasn't the fastest. I wasn't the biggest. I wasn't the strongest. But what set me apart from everyone was my dedication and discipline. And then it, 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 it's that execution of being consistent. Because if you think about playing the number of years that you played in the league, Daryl, the number of years you played in the league, Hatch, you have to be consistent yep. in order to make it year after year. Because soon as they see any type of decline or any fall off in your wow. skill set, they're wow. going to be looking for someone to replace you. Yeah. So I knew that early on, especially when they start that. saying, okay, my rookie year, like when I saw what really hit it for me, my rookie year and my second year going into my second year, some of these guys that were drafted first and second round, Daryl Hatch, they were getting cut. Yep. So I'm it's like, it's time. I'm, 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 I got drafted well after them. So I, I better know that I'm on, I'm, I'm on the same chopping block that yes, they be on. What was, your rookie year? Year. what was your rookie year? My 96. 96. Top top picks were still getting cut back then? Dude, back we, had then, a, yeah. we had a deep, so my we second, had a, My second round pick got cut. The yeah, guy that had, got picked in the second round got cut. Right. We had a defensive end. It's a, a Nigerian guy. I think it was Israel, Ifiani or something like that. He, he uh, first and second round, like, yeah, he made, I think the first year, he, he ended up getting cut. And I was like, man. And then, like I said, I was competing with some other receivers that were, you know, like I said, that got drafted or what have you. And then I started comparing myself with some of these guys that had gone to some of these major, these bigger schools. And then I'm looking at them run their routes and I'm like, yo, they're not really that much better than me. They just went to a bigger program. Yep. So that's I it. just like, so I'm just like, yo, and re- really the light bulb hit me was when I went to the senior bowl and I saw Amani Tuma who played at Michigan, mm-hmm. uh, Bobby Ingram, and all, he played Penn at State. Uh, Penn State, Mercury Hayes who played at, um, Mercury Hayes played at, I think he played at Michigan. I think, uh, Notre, Notre Dame? Notre Dame, yeah, what, man. Yeah. So I'm like, man, I'm looking at them run routes and I'm like, wow, I, I thought they were just that much more I'm not more. Nope. I thought right. they were that much better nope. and faster than I was. Nope. But I was like, yo, they're just that they they're the same as I am. They just went to bigger establishments. So that was kind of what turned that really turned, you know, turned the light bulb on for me and allowed me to turn the corner to 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 make me realize, man, I can play, I can play this game and I can play it just as good as they can, and I can play at the next level. Wow. Man, I tell you, this is so good, man. I hope I hope everybody's listening because this is a lot for a lot of people. 
uh, whether you're an adult or a child, to to be able to have this kind of conversation. I got. I want to come back on with you guys at some point. Absolutely, man. yeah, absolutely, man. And, then, and then for a lot of yeah, for a lot of kids out there, you know, every day, you know, we have something that inspires us, motivate us. You know, like I said, Hat played eight years. I played fifteen. You played twenty. Every day, it's not going to feel the same. That's right. going to be something that's going to motivate you. As, as, as your job description, you have to obviously prepare yourself and, and, and do the necessary things to, to allow yourself to be ready for the season. But there are sometimes, like I said, when that motivation is no, when that, when that no, when that motivation no longer does it for you, then that's when the discipline and everything else comes that's into the play. Fault, yeah. Yep. It has that's something else has to replace that motivation because it's not going to be the same every day. You're not going to feel good every day, every week, every year. Every you still got to go do it. Right. Every year is going to present some challenges. And you have to learn yourself how to, how to really respond, how to deviate, and how to get yourself back on track. When you, you know, we're, all, we're human. First of all, every year, every year, they're bringing a player in to try to take your place. Yeah. Sometimes two or That's three. Every year. Yeah, every year, every year, we're tra- when we sign you, we're trying to replace you. Absolutely. And, and we're not, always, and not trying. always, right. Yeah. Right. And not always are they looking for someone to replace you. That's just a, that's just a law of averages. They're going to have the, business. the opportunity for this guy to beat you is there. Yes. Right. Exactly. They're basically every, every organization, every owner, GM, whatever, as as every team goes into the new season, they're always they always are trying to improve upon the team in order to obviously hold that trophy yeah. up at the end. Yeah. Of Automatically, the year. exactly. Automatic. So they're bringing in talent every year, and it just that just so happened. Hey, they may bring in somebody that plays your position that can be very well push you, you know, to to either push you to play better or replace you. One of the two. Right. Yeah, yeah, we are here with Daryl Green, two-time Super Bowl champ of the Washington Redskins, played 20 years in the NFL. Yeah, um, so what's, I know like I say you've been doing a lot of stuff after, you know, post-career. I know you got some things going on right now regarding COVID and all that stuff. So what's up? Yeah. Give us some, some insight. Yeah, on we don't want, we yeah. know we, we, your time is precious. We've obviously yeah. been here. A no, bit man, I, 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 I love this, man. I lo- I'm loving just kicking it with you guys, man. And this, this is just, uh, just a kick it moment that, yeah. that I think got rich is rich information in it. Uh, you know, I'm associate athletic director at a school called George Mason university. So I do that. And how long have um, you been doing that? I've been doing that about five years. Okay. Uh, also, uh, I have a youth program around the country a company called Centene. Uh, they sponsor that in the pro football hall of fame is called strong youth, strong communities. We've done suicide, uh, uh, outreaches, all, everything related to 13 to 18 year old kids, everything right. beyond no sports at all. But but in recent times, I've been working in the COVID times, uh, a company called Holodyne, H-A-L-O-D-I-N-E, Holodyne.com. And the way the virus, everybody should understand this, that's why they're telling you to cover your mouth and your nose, because mm-hmm. the virus is a spore, maybe a microscopic size spore mm-hmm. uh, that goes into your nostrils. They, they call them your nasal pharynx or your oral pharynx. And mm-hmm. When it gets in there, it would be like planting a seed. You plant the seed, and then it's just it's under that dirt. You know, it's going to germinate. So that spore will get in your nostrils uh, and in your nasal pharynx or oral pharynx, and it's like that seed is going to sit there anywhere from three hours to three days before, boom, you got a plant, you got a virus. Right, right. This product 
in the same fashion that if you touch the doorknob and it has the spore on it, you will sanitize your hands. Okay. This thing goes, we put it in our nostrils and let it go down mm-hmm. our nostrils and it, and it sanitizes. And in 15 seconds, same thing as a hand sanitizer, to kill it in 15 seconds. And then we, have, we, we can take some of that or we even sell a gargle, you gargle. So you just basically, and the good thing about the hand sanitizer may last 30 seconds, I really don't know, 30 seconds or 15 seconds or, 30, or a minute. This stuff worked four hours. So my wife just got back, she texted me, she just got back, she went to get her hair done. She sanitized her nostrils and, mm-hmm. and, her, oral, and her orals. And she'll probably do it again, probably doing it now up there, because it lasts four hours. It, okay. kill it, it kills it before it gets it bursts. Yes. Yeah. And and it's 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 FDA registered. It's patented. Doctors and professors pro- produced it, and I actually sell it. The Washington football team has it. Clemson has it. And mm-hmm. to make it clear, Clemson's quarterback that caught the virus did not use it that day. So I, I validated. Mm-hmm. It. Uh, Penn uh-huh. State is using it. And so it's holodyne.com, H-A-L-O-D-I-N-E. And I've been T, show, T show us the box again. Yeah, so so, yeah. so obviously we we do a YouTube version of this too where we have video, but uh, for all you guys that are listening and for all the uh, YouTube subscribers, I'm putting it up on screen on the screen right now. Uh, and as you see, like you said, it's H-A-L-O. That's a nasal swab. That's, That's a nasal what you call a nasal swab. It pops off and then it's like a, a, a you dip it in there. And you, now, when you dip it in, you sniff it back. Mm-hmm. Go to holodown.com. Now, I don't use the swab. I use the one that you, I, I like to, I want to feel it going down. I want to, yeah. I just, I like, hey, man, I, I want to feel it. Take care as much as all that. In, man. But the swab, oh, man. the swab works, but you know, you just push it in your nostrils and sniff in, push it in your nostrils, sniff in, and it works. But uh, I don't know. T, do you have the other one too? You have the other one? Uh, these are, these are the ones that you sent me. These are the single use of swab sticks. So this is what they sent me that I, I guess just I don't have what you, just the swabs. Yeah. These yeah, are the I'm swab gonna, sticks. All right. I'm getting you the other ones. I, I, I wanted them to send you both. I okay. Yeah. So both, both of but these are the go, same. You just go yeah, let me die go, though. Okay. That's cool. Just go let me die. Huh? Daryl. That's all. That's all right. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Hey T, I'm gonna send you a hundred boxes. Hey, you be all right. Yeah, you'll be all right. <laughs> hey, you don't go nowhere anyway. So yeah, uh, good. yeah you ain't going nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> right. Know, he was just in the state of Virginia. He was just up my way. So yeah, so was. Yeah, yeah. He, had, he, he flew his he flew his little jet over here. Ooh, oh, I wish man, I did. That's what's, not, I oh, wish that's I what's I going did. on. It's a get I'm your like, popcorn jet. <laughs> Boy, I tell you, I need get to get on that jet. Yeah, hey, get your popcorn jet. Hey man, are y'all, are y'all sponsored by Jiffy Pop Popcorn? Jiffy? No. Where, where y'all at, Jiffy? Where you at, I Jiffy? Hey, we taking it right. Over Redenbacher, Garrett's Pop. Garrett's in Chicago. Hey, man, somebody man. needs to come on with this. Hey, you know, I'm down. It, Come on, go ahead and hey, make man, that we call. Be, we should be eating popcorn while we doing it. We, oh, why, yeah. we should. We oh, working on me. that. We working. Yeah, we, okay. we, we, we have. Hey. We have. Come on, Jiffy, Arvo, Arvo, Jiffy. All Whoever. that. Yeah. All that. No, no, man, yeah, but man, we are. Uh, I want to tell y'all. What a blessing, man. I'm yeah, we appreciate you coming on, Daryl, man. Yeah, we appreciate you, man, for sure. And uh, oh. like I said, you know, obviously we've talked before. Uh, I didn't know you were I... my brother, though, man. I know we were boys, but I didn't know you was my literal brother, man. <laughs> man, but that's brother. the thing. But 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 that's what I was about to get to. Because I, like I said, I know I didn't make, I didn't go to my Hall of Fame induction. 
Yeah. And for obvious reason, and like I said, I, I I know through some of the other Hall of Famers that went there, and people were split, you know, uh, you know, split down the room as far as you know what they thought about me and this, that, and the other. Uh, but at the end of the day, man, um, this is what a lot of people have never really uh, realized about me, man. Is I'm I'm a, I'm a I'm a good person, um, despite how the media yeah. has portrayed me. Um, but I thought, like I said, obviously you went through the process, but I know with me and how. I was kind of, um, I was assessed, you know, as I was being nominated and things were thrown out there. And I felt, again, um, I felt disrespected considering where I where I stood statistically uh, amongst the receivers and then just the class of people that I was uh, nominated with the first two years. Um, I felt like I, I should have been in there the first year, second year, and then <clears throat> it took three years. So, See, let, you know, me like say said, let me say yeah. this. There's two things you just said. You said people's opinion about your showing up and participating right. and where you went in at. Those are two different things. Let's keep those separate. Right, 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 right. You should have been, take this to the bank, you should have been a first ballot Hall of Fame, period. Right. Right. The players can say what they want to say about mm -hmm. you coming to the, to the uh, in front of Right. I'm, I'm going to say there's no ignorant player that would say you shouldn't have been a first ballot. Those are two different things. Right, right. And I hope there's no players that was that ignorant. You're first ballot. You're first ballot, not, hands down. You're not coming. People can have an opinion about that. Right. And you should yeah, have the right to. The part of should he have been there three years earlier, that shouldn't be debatable. They right. know they were wrong. Right, right. They, right. they know it. And I, truth be told, I've communicated with some of the voters. And, and when they get into their own personal biases and personality thing, they're wrong in their job. Exactly. That's not they're irresponsible not the in their, in the, that's not the job description. Yeah. So yes, players can say, man, we want you here with us. You don't come, I'm, I'm mad. Should he be first pick? That, none of the debatable. Mm -hmm. right. yeah. Now yeah, you gotta give people the grace, the right to agree with the fact that you didn't agree with coming that day because you were right. offended by that, that's, that's different. But right, in terms right. of anybody, anybody saying you are not a first ballot, that is not justifiable. It's right. not. Yeah. It's not by by play. It's not by numbers. It's not by anything. And that I will stand. By, and I've always stood by you on that. Yeah. No. No. I, I, I appreciate it. And be there. I want you to be there. That's. I right. can feel that. And right. people can have an opinion. Should right. you have been there three years earlier? Uh. 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 Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, so, keep I mean, like those separate. Keep those right. separate. Yeah, I pre and I and I appreciate you, really. I appreciate you saying that. You know, just for the audience's sake. You know, like I said, sometimes like I said, you can speak, and then obviously you 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 can not articulate it uh, the the right way. So obviously, like I said, I appreciate you clearing that and clarifying that. Um, but yeah, I mean that's that's kind of like where I was, um, and I know, like I said, you know, you you sent out a text. We've talked since then. Um, but yeah, it's it's always that you know that feeling. Like I said, I know that I'm 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 part of an elite class, and then you know, like I said, I I don't really get wrapped into what people think about me because at the end of the day, like I said, I'm yeah. in there now. But yeah. you know, I I at some point I'm human. I did feel a certain way when I felt like there were a certain number of Hall of Famers or whatever that felt it was a justified. Way. You what you felt was justified. <laughs> right. I don't care what nobody say. Mm -hmm. Now, when you decided, right. man, I'm just, I'm just too teed off, I ain't coming. People right. can have an opinion on that. Right. But the first thing is first. 
The first right. is burnt. That man is a first. Come on. Come on, Hatch. Who, hey, what, I, who I, they? I, I, I when they know. went Those into the room, people. what do we, what's, who, who, what's the, <laughs> let me see the guy who stood up and said no. Uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Exactly. Hey, you got the floor, dog. You got the floor. Yeah, yeah I, right. I would like. I would like to hear yeah, that. Us, I would yeah, like to hear. That. Right. Yeah, let's go get the recording. What he said. I would what like to he hear. Say? Right. Yeah. Who was and then, he? Again, and what did he say? Right. Well, like I don't like him because. Like, whoa, whoa, whoa! We didn't ask you how you liked him. Right. Right. You not here to vote on how you like people. Yeah. That's not his job. Even. Right. Men had we go back and forth. He gives me a lot of. He gives me a lot of flack about the fact that, like I said, you know not being on the, the top 100, you know, influential players that ever played the game. So for me, like I said, yeah, to be not, top yeah. two or three uh, in my category of all time, and then you not make the top 100 that have made an impact on the game, for me, that was, again, that just, add, they just added yeah. insult to injury. You know yeah. what I mean? So, but it's, it's probably those same people in that same room. Which oh, that's, no doubt. Joe so Horgan, that's why. Joe Horrigan was the... He was the culprit. He was the top guy. Hey Joe, hey Joe Horgan, we would love to get you on the show, buddy, so you can hear what your, oh, your he real come on this show. Exactly. You know what I would love? But you we would love to get wait you wait on the show and have on, a real hold discussion. On, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Here's a question, though. Here's a question. T.O., do you have the ability to have an intelligent conversation with Joe Horgan and hear him and and let it work? He, he if if he feels that he's going to be disrespected just look like we, a, a, a we want to go disrespect oh, yeah. him we want to hear him and I we would, would like to we would like to rebuttal when he says negative yeah, yeah. or false love, information I, I, I that's it to have joe. I, first of all i know joe i would love to see joe on this show he has right. a show himself no i, I, I no i him. honestly i want to know what went into and whatever his reasons for not number one them not putting me number first ballot or second ballot and then the fact that, again, like I said, you talk about some of the, the top players that have made an impact on the game. When you talk about me, Jerry, and Randy, we're, we're the top three. And then you have other guys that are before me and you exclude me from that list. I need to know why. I need you to give me some information that supports why I'm, <clears throat> at, uh, of all people, I, at one point in time, I'm number, I'm one, I was two, three, or four behind statistically Everything. behind the greatest of all time, and yeah. including Randy. <clears throat> and Randy made it and I didn't. So I need some information hey. again. It's not going to soothe. Here's my mind, how the conversation just... should go. Here's how the conversation should <laughs> go. Here's how the conversation should go. Right. I jacked it up. Yeah, that's, again, it's just got to be a person. Wrong. Period. Right. I was wrong. I Period. was wrong. Right. And and you know what? I did something that. Now hold on, hold on. Let me back up real quick. I don't know. You can't put one man on this. Joe, Harry, Joe, Joe. I don't know why you're saying Joe because I don't know the story. But I don't believe that it's one guy that pitched this thing. And I've talked to other guys uh, that I know was ir irresponsible in this process uh, that that voted. But I don't know that you can just put this on Joe. I'd love no, to I'm not Joe. told it. I'm not told it. But I think he he spearheaded some of. I mean, he he'd have to answer that. But you, he, if he, right. he may have spearheaded, it's like it's like it's like trying to get votes in the House or the Senate. Right. And meet with him and meet with him to get him to vote with me. If he's spearheaded, he needs to come on and say that. But right. but I'm not gonna say that you know it, it was Joe because people had to make their own vote. No, no, but, I get that. But and if that is the case, then you would think that okay, if Joe didn't solely have uh, an impact on the decisions, then you would think the other people that knew, just like you know, then they should have overridden. 
like Joe, like, no, nah, Joe, I get where you coming from. You may have, you know, you may feel this way about him, but look, this is, look, look at his stats. Look at, yeah. look at this, look at that. You know what I mean? Look at his body of work. Those are the people, like I said, that probably should have stepped in and be like, okay, look now, this is, this is not right. Like, like, like what you saw and don't, don't, don't judge the, the, the heart, but just judge what happened. Uh, Roger Goodell said, man, my bad. I blew it on, right. on college. Would right. you, would you receive that? Or would you start judging it? And yeah, but you, would you hear it? Would you, could you hear it? No, no, no. I, I, like I said, I would, I would like to, I, I would, like I said, I would give him the opportunity to hear him out. And like I said, give me something that supports whatever he, whatever he was thinking. Yeah. If this is true, I right. think I was wrong. And if, and I think that, and I, I like Joe. I, I don't. I, I'm. I'm. I'm really interested in, in digging into this and getting him on this show. Oh, because I, what, the, what the thing is, Daryl. What the thing is. Let me just say this. Before, as I was making my decision, and when I came to my decision not to go to the Hall of Fame, I talked directly not to Joe, but I talked to, directly to Dave Baker, and he knew everything that was going on. And before I made any other decisions. Uh, we we spoke. We got on a group call. Um, I had my mark, my my branding, my PR people, what have you. We made sure that if we whoever made a move, then and if it was going to be made, that we called and we discussed it. Um, the fact that they basically then decided that okay, well, when I guess that the I guess the night before actual ceremony, um, it was that Joe came out and I think uh, he. He didn't. He didn't even. He didn't even speak to David Baker. And prior to then, they were having these discussions. They were running things by him. But he made a statement, I guess, to a to a writer or what have you, and basically just said, you know, he took it upon himself to say, okay, we're not acknowledging him at all during the ceremony. And that was something again. It was we were supposed to be, I guess, made privy of. Um, but because Joe went off on a tangent and said what he had to say, that reporter reported that. And it was uh -huh. never discussed. So that's why I bring Joe in the picture. Joe, because, that's a good point. You know what I mean? Good so point. that's why good I point. said that because he good was like, point. okay, we're not even yeah. acknowledging him. I uh, I spoke to David Baker, I think it was at the Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. Was that the Minnesota Super Bowl? Min yeah, yeah, I think it was yeah. Minnesota. Minnesota. I think it was. Yeah. I think I was yeah. in the lobby. I'm trying to see myself where I was. He came to me. He said, Daryl, I'll probably be tapping into you to try to get you in on communicating with T.O., in a positive way, he was. This is this is what he said to me. I'm just telling you what I remember. Right. Just it was just in, a, in passing. I may like to get you involved with To on this, and they never called me back. But I do remember David Baker right. mentioning you to me, and it never went anywhere from there. I don't know about the rest right. of the stuff. But I'm gotcha. forget all that. I would love to get on this show right here. Get your popcorn oh, ready. Ready. <laughs> I'd like to get your popcorn ready and get. Uh, get uh, um, Joe Joe Harrigan on here because Joe is a radio guy, TV guy, and I like Joe. I don't have no reason not to like him, but I love to have him come on here and defend what he's saying. I would only ask that we do it in 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 the way we've done with one another, Absolutely. right? Yeah, in an open fashion or what have you. Like, bro, I'm going I'm going to work on that, man. Get your popcorn ready. There it is. Right. There it is. All we right, appreciate man. you we appreciate having him, DG man. Thank you, brother. Y'all my man, man. Love you guys. I appreciate it. Let's do it. I'm, I'm, well, I'm going to get back to y'all. I'm going to get yeah, back to you for guys. Sure. Yeah, for sure. Right, thanks for sure. Right. again, man. Thanks All for coming team. on. All right, stay safe out okay. there, man. All right, All right my guy. Peace. Peace.
There it is, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you, Daryl Green, for coming on the show, man. I appreciate it. I said that's a that's a good dude right there. Been my mentor for about the last 10, 15 years or so. And again, I just can't say enough good things about the man he is. And as you see, it's not right. about him being the football player, the ex-football player. It's, you know, again, just the, the type of uh, man and leader he is in the community. No doubt. That's definitely a man of character, uh, God-fearing man. And I'm glad uh, we, we got a chance to touch 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 base on that a little bit. And so we're always trying to bring on some uh, very interesting and uh, dynamic and motivating, inspirational guests. And so uh, obviously having him on and just to kind of just really expand on just uh, who he is as a person and as you mentioned, as a man. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was just a delight just to hear him talk about really kind of his journey, his path mm-hmm. to, uh, to, to where he is right now. And then some of the things that he's involved with, involved with in and just some of the people that he's been associated uh, yeah. with as well. So I, it was definitely a delight, a, definitely a surprise uh, to me to hear uh, about some of the people, some like really uh, notable, uh, prominent names. Uh, I think yeah. once we, once you hear the podcast, you will be able to realize that, uh, you know, Daryl Green, again, uh, football has obviously afforded him the opportunity to meet uh, mm-hmm. a lot of great people and just as myself and you hatch i'm sure you know it's obviously giving you opportunities to meet uh, a number of people but when you think about you know people like george bush and uh Nelson Mandela, yeah yeah these are Crazy. some prominent figures in our in our in our history that this guy has you know basically uh you know shared the same air with yeah yeah i said he was he was uh rubbing shoulders if you will you know right. at all these events out there in washington dc so um, again, that brings us to our, our, our free and out segment. Uh, again, we take three um, things that we thought that was uh, beneficial to the conversation and share them and kind of recap with them. And I think that's uh, one of the things was, again, him sitting with four presidents and um, also sitting back to back with Nelson Mandela at an at event. I think that's a very important piece of this whole conversation. Yeah, absolutely. And then for a lot of people that don't know, especially if you're not a, if you're a football, mm-hmm. I guess, uh, a football buff, a mm-hmm. football fanatic, then I guess you would know who would be considered the NFL, I guess the fastest mm-hmm. guy in history is. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're a youngster, if you're a young buck, you're <laughs> you know, kind of wet behind the ears, then you probably won't know this. You're probably going to say Deion Sanders. But, uh, yeah, this guy, uh, he basically said it on the show himself. He said he's been clocked uh, as fast as uh, 411. Four one one, and he said man. he probably wasn't running his fastest and running man, that, a four one one. Right, so, <laughs> and, and, and and people that are listening, Ooh. I am not stuttering. You did not hear me wrong. I'm not singing the Mary J song. What's the four one one? I'm saying this dude ran a forty, a yes. forty yard dash. Yes, and four point one one seconds. Sec- yes, with some with, with some speed to burn still. Right. So that, Again, we we all see right Tyreek Hill now and Marquise Goodwin, right? Those are four three guys, maybe four two eight. John four, two, Ross, nine. John Ross, John Ross was a four two guy, four two two. So man, so, you think about you know you talk about speed, oh, lightning, my. 
enlightening. Man. But again, if you guys are not believers of this, there's a bunch of clips on YouTube where I know Eric Dickerson was a 4-3 coming out, and he had about a 10-yard head start on Daryl Green, and Daryl Green went and got him. Um, what? Oh, him. I got to go see that. Yeah, yeah, that's oh. one of the clips. That's when everybody was like, yeah, Daryl Green's for sure one of the fastest ever. Um, and he I'm and he's chased right he's now. chased down some uh, some Olympians, if you will, on the on the gridiron wow. as well. So that wow, would be wow. our definitely our second uh, our second part of the three and out. I think the last one for our, our three and out is how he um, back in the day, you know, when Reggie White was a free agent, he was also uh, about to be a free agent as well. He could have went to Denver, and he mm-hmm. said he passed up millions of dollars to stay his, stay in Washington and finish his career out in Washington. So that's that, that's Daryl Green. Yeah, uh, going to Denver, not uh, yes, yeah, right, okay, yeah, because Re- Reggie went to the Green Bay Packer, right, left um the Philadelphia Eagles on big time free agent, and right, he went to right. the Green Bay Packers, but around that same time when free agency was just getting big, Daryl had a chance to leave the Washington Redskins, and he, he of course he would have been the highest paid corner in the NFL, five by far at that time, but he chose to stay because his belief that the Lord told him to stay, you know, to stay in Washington and finish his career. Wow. Yeah. And, and I think what's so remarkable about this is that, you know, we've uh, there's only a few athletes uh, in their perspective sports that have stayed their entire uh, career, played their entire career yeah. with the same team. You think of Kobe, yeah. you think of you think of uh, Tim Duncan. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not Very sure if there's few. anybody. <laughs> nah, yeah. Um, Dan Marino. Yeah. Yeah. Dan Marino. Right. <laughs> but nobody really thinks about or I guess. Daryl Green, Daryl Green's name doesn't really come up, but I think that's more impressive than these other guys that I've mentioned, not to discount or discredit what they've done, but you think as a defensive guy mm-hmm. doing all the hitting, the wear and tear on your body. Uh, and I'm being sure a the, smaller body frame. Right. Exactly. <laughs> this guy right here, again, uh, I think there's a lot to be said and a testament really to how he lived his life, um, how he took care of his body. And just again, uh, he basically said in the show that he worked on his feet, his quickness. Uh, those are some of the things that he worked on pretty much on an everyday basis. Um, and we, we both know when you want to play anything, um, you know, for a long period of time, we, we talk about longevity. Um, you have there's a lot of things that factor into doing that. It's just not just waking up and just, you know, uh, getting lucky and just hoping that mm-hmm. you, you play a number of years that you set out to. I mean, injuries are a part of the game. Um, in every sport. And so you have to be able to manage uh, all these uh, things that you encounter to, to, to obviously prolong your, your career. And he was able to do that. Absolutely. And again, like working on them feet and every single day at his speed, but he did forget to work on them hands though. Cause he showed his say he can't catch nothing. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. He, 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 oh, he, I don't even know. He, and he gave us a shout out to this, uh, these, these, these nasal swabs to help you, uh, prevent you from catching COVID. I mean, he can't catch nothing anyway, so he's good. He, he's, he, he, he's good. You ain't got nothing to worry about DG. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Now, we appreciate you having on Daryl Green today, NFL Hall of Famer from the Washington Football Club. Um, again, just appreciate you coming on, sharing, you know, sharing the knowledge and showing us some love, man. So, again, don't forget to subscribe. Tune in on the Himalaya app uh, and get your Popcorn Ready podcast. Yep, and uh, definitely uh, tune in to on our YouTube channel. Uh, go to YouTube.com slash Terrell uh, to see the video version of this. There it is. Till next week. Peace. Peace.